Hello everyone and welcome back guys to a brand new video where today we're here back with another one of the Unnamed Motorsport Podcast. Episode 28, I think now I want to say. Episode 27 or 28, Jamie, if oh, I'm no not idea. mistaken. Let me, <laughs> I'll just close down the tab to find out. Oh, uh, that, that, terrible start. That's a great start to the video, isn't it? From Big Up Matt 212. Let's just go with it's 28, I think it is. It is 28, yeah. We've, we're doing alright so far. We're getting through. But of course we're back today though. Uh, to review the Mexican Grand Prix. But before we get into that, exciting news in the world of Mr. 183. <laughs> oh, I'm in a new new house. Yeah, I moved house, finally. My old house got turned into a children's home while we were living there. So we had to move out. That's not even a lie. <laughs> I'm very so, worried about what your hobbies are. I mean, it's a landlord's hobby. It's not mine. I don't know. I haven't got a choice. <laughs> so yeah, new background. There's no artwork up yet, but by next week there will be. There'll be a shrine to, to Guan Yuzhou, which we need to speak oh, about yes. later on in the podcast. But exciting news in my world as well. I'm officially now best mates with Callum Eilot. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're moved. We're going to get him on the podcast ready for next week. He'll be a regular host as well. But anything else exciting before we jump into it, Jamie? I'm going to jump the gun. Guan Yuzhou is going to Alpha, and it's amazing. I deliberately put that as the last thing on our notes <laughs> for tonight, but I guess we can talk about that first of all then, as you're so desperate to. Yeah, Guan Yu Zhou has basically been confirmed for Alfa Romeo. It's going to be announced next Tuesday after the Brazilian Grand Prix, apparently. Um, but yeah, it's kind of kind of disappointing, isn't it? Oscar Piastri's whooped it's him all year. It's been about eight weeks since last F2 race, so no one It's really insane, isn't it? Like, <laughs> F, like I know we've spoke. We it must get mentioned we've more been than it to death. <laughs> yeah, but it is insane this year, isn't it? Yeah. Like, I can't remember who tweeted it earlier on. They were like, "There's still two rounds of F2," and I was like, "God, there are as well." When's yeah. that happened? For literally all the seats. Or is there going to so be? What's the point? Is there going to be two more rounds of F2? That is mm. definitely something we're going to have to That's discuss. Some more news later on in the podcast but yeah talking about the mexican grand prix though again a bit like turkey a bit like kota it had a lot of anticipation but what's that now three races in a row where we thought something exciting might happen late on and unfortunately it kind of just fizzled out i mean kota was good i would argue like mexico and turkey i think yeah there, there wasn't much to get excited for because we sort of knew who was going to win from the very start yeah, I don't know. Whenever there's a uncertainty over who's winning, right until like the very end, it's a pretty good race. Which in Kota we did have. Yeah, yeah, but, but there Mexico was a pretty good battle great. this weekend for P two, mm. and of course at Turkey it was all about the Will Hamilton pit Willie not. Yeah, could have been which was the thing, wasn't it? But yeah, I mean, there's a few talking points to go through from the Mexican Grand Prix. So let's kick it off then with qualifying. Uh, we saw even more grid penalties before we headed into the weekend. Uh, Lance Stroll, Lando Norris, Yuki Sonoda, and one more? There was one of the... Stroll, did I say Stroll? Yeah, I can't remember who else it was. Was it yeah, Ocon or Alonso? I think... Ocon might have done? I yeah, because he went over the back of... Um, he went over the front of Mick Schumacher at the start, didn't he? Mm. And there was no way he would have been behind him otherwise. Yeah. yeah, so grid penalties galore before we even got into the weekend. But to be honest, it's a bit like Monza, isn't it? You kind of expect that just because it yeah. is such a hard track on yeah. the engines. And but it's the end of the season as well, they might as well. Exactly. But obviously, we went into the weekend. We were both sort of very much in the mindset of it was just going to be the Verstappen show, wasn't it? Yeah, Red Bull but, walkover. But qualifying, qualifying gave us a different story in the end. I don't know what Red Bull did to mess 
qualifying up that badly. But yeah, for some reason they just didn't pull out of the bag, and Mercedes did, and Bottas did especially a very good lap. Yeah, but I mean, position. both of Bottas's laps were good enough for pole, weren't they? In the end, yeah. Um, Which but yeah, is surprising. Yeah, it really but then, to was. To be fair, since he's been sacked, he's actually been really good. Exactly. <laughs> like everyone keeps saying, this is what Bottas can do with a multi-year yeah. contract. It's just whether it's with the right team or not. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about Bottas has been really good. I think that's a bit well, brave. On Saturday, he was good. Yeah, he's, he's Mr. Saturday. Perhaps perhaps they have swapped George and Bottas and none yeah, of us really. have realised. They've changed over helmets and no one's known. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, so Mercedes ended up kind of out of nowhere. Uh, taking pole position in the end. They were been struggling with pace all weekend. And then suddenly, yeah, Saturday rolls around and they're it on was the, the ball. the first one-two of the season. Front, yes. First front row lockout, which is a bit incredible. Was Portimao not? Was Max on the front row? Was no. He? Oh, actually. Because we said this at the time. And I was like, you sure? No, Sky Sports said it was their first. Because I but was adamant it was a one-two for Mercedes. Surely Max didn't split the Mercs. No, he didn't. Bottas got pole. Yeah. Was Hamilton second then? Yeah, Verstappen oh, well, was four tenths Sky off. Sky Sports are wrong. Don't I was going to say when you said that to me at the time, I was like, "That's not right." I swear, because there's no way Bottas would have jumped them both off the start. Yeah, well, Sky Sports are wrong. Sky Sports um, are often wrong. Their second one-two in qualifying of the season. Yes, the, the <laughs> second one-two of the year. But of course, there was immediately some controversy, wasn't there? Poor. Yuhi Sonoda. Yeah, I he's actually been performing quite well recently. He's got I think points two in a row before this. Q three yep. three in a row now. Alphatari definitely seemed to have stepped I, up a little bit. Yeah, I think it's anymore. more Sonoda's started to step up a bit. So although mm. don't get me wrong, Gaz is doing a phenomenal job this year. It does start to make you wonder how, how good, good that Alphatari actually is. <laughs> Like, I don't yeah. think it's McLaren Ferrari levels, but I do think it's comfortably fifth fastest. Yeah, over the season it has been for sure, bar a couple of races. But um, yeah, it was quite a good performance from Sonoda until Q3, where he was ahead of Perez and then Verstappen behind as well. Sonoda just made a mistake in sector two. Perez, obviously, it's a very high speed part of the track, very flowing corners. So if you make a mistake, then or get distracted at all, you're just going to be off the track, which is exactly what happened to Perez. And that basically screwed Verstappen as well, because obviously there might not be the other flags, but even so, it's a big distraction with two cars just just off the track. So, and Red Bull completely threw him under the bus, which is not well, the best I, idea I just want to stop you like, quickly as well. He's but, arguably their pro- most promising youngster at the minute, <laughs> if you just yeah. have Verstappen. But. Yeah, I just want to stop you for one second, quickly. Just, just so we okay. get our facts right here. Sonoda didn't make a mistake. Really? No, he was just was he told, told. What was he doing? He was just told Perez was getting close in the middle of sector two. Where else is he meant to go? <laughs> yeah, and, and Red that's Bull, Red Bull's fault for Red starting Bull him too close. Red Bull twisted it horrendously. First of all, they put Sonoda too close to their own cars. Now I get they don't get to decide that at the time, but you back your cars up a yeah. bit more. And second of all, Sonoda was out the way. Perez just made a mistake. Yeah, and screwed over his teammate. So why so- on earth? Christian Horner and Red Bull it's decided to throw that. under the bus than Perez. And this is the <laughs> problem, isn't it? We've seen this time and time again with Red Bull culture. Is mm. you blame the young driver and think, well, he'll deal with that now. Mm. And it's because uh, I'm very much firm. I've watched the onboards from Sonoda. 
I'm very much firmly in the position of he did exactly nothing wrong there, and it was well, solely there was, the. There's no penalty or anything, so it's just exactly. didn't didn't think he did anything wrong. Exactly, I it very much was just he's an easy scapegoat to blame this for because we dropped the ball. Yeah, and they did. They should have been in what front row lockout quite easily. Exactly by Sunday's pace. Exactly. So yeah. it should never have been in question. Now. I think what annoyed me the most about it was the fact, obviously, was the fact they said they got synoded. <laughs> yeah, which is not a uh, good idea to do. Like we saw with, as funny as it was at the time, when Vettel, Vettel called Kvyat a torpedo, that just tainted his whole career from there on, really. Yeah. Which, obviously, Vettel had no intention to protect Kvyat because they're on different teams. But when when it's one of well, your Kvyat young drivers... Kvyat replacement. Yeah. So, but when it's one of your young drivers... You really shouldn't be throwing him under the bus and tainting him with a, an adjective that would now be used for a lot of his career whenever he makes a mistake, you'd imagine. Exactly. And it's this whole thing, isn't it, of Sonoda obviously a few weeks back rather oddly said he was surprised they gave him another <laughs> yeah. chance. It gives you an insight into how Red Bull operates. We've, we've spoke about is, this yeah. time and time again. It's a system that works for few, but it is a heavily flawed system in a lot of ways. In terms of caring for other human beings, and yeah. Yeah. But like, then they're a business and it gets world champions out of the system. So. And this is the thing, isn't it? Eight of the current drivers are, mm. have, have been Red Bull backed in the past. It's that horrible ground between they're the only team that throws massive amounts of money behind junior programs for their young drivers. And they manage their junior programs stupidly well. They get them to through. Because you see well. Mercedes just don't give drivers chances. Your Verline, who else was there at Mercedes? Uh, Ocon. Ocon, yeah. Even Russell's been stuck in Williams for what people would say was too long. Yes, yeah. And that's that's another thing we need to yeah. talk about right at the end of the podcast, isn't it? About George Russell this week. But, I mean, yeah, you look at Mercedes. Red Bull get their drivers through and then get rid. Mercedes get their drivers so around hesitant. Formula yeah. 1 and then are hesitant. Alpine decide to hire a pensioner again. And they hire about 15 young drivers with no seats for them. Yep, <laughs> and arguably the worst of the lot is Ferrari because they won't fund anything. Yeah, they've got a placeholder, twenty-seven-year-old in their young driver seat. They're, they're a well, team got, that yeah, had an operating budget, yeah, five hundred million euros last year, and they simply it just they never fund junior programs for their drivers. And they've got a pretty respectable young. They've got an academy which is okay. Like people, it's not top, but like. Callum Arlott would hold it with own on F1. Yeah, and they've got, their new, they've got their new star Brit Ferrari, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> that, oh, this, that was such an L. For that. <laughs> I'm gonna give there you was guys... an article yeah. by the race. Hopefully, Matt, if you can be bothered editing it, can flash it up on screen. But it said that it was something like the 16-year-old Brit Ferrari have signed. Yeah. Or it was anyway, it was badly punctuated. It was, it was no punctuation. Ollie... Ollie Caldwell? It's, it's Ollie Caldwell. Ollie Beardman. The one sorry. that I said would drive for Williams in 2025, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Um, and this article title was like, the 16-year-old Brit Ferrari. And I put it into <laughs> our group chat. And was like, there's, there's no, no way he's, he's called Brit Ferrari. <laughs> Which I'm just there like, what, what, what <laughs> let you even believe? Something that wasn't in like a made-up program. Like, uh, there's no way. It sounds like a all... name. I bet there's what? someone in the world called <laughs> Brit Ferrari. There is no way anyone in the world is called Brit Ferrari. It, it did make me chuckle when I woke up in the morning. 
But, oh yeah, Brit Ferrari is going to be the new meme, I think, for the <laughs> podcast. I, I'm going to be calling Ollie Beerman Brit Ferrari now for the rest of his yeah, career. Yeah, he to change his name. Exactly, exactly. But, right, let's get in then to the Mexican Grand Prix. We've got Mercedes, front row lockout. A huge run down towards turn one. I think we were all a little bit nervous, weren't we? It was it was squeaky bum time. Yeah, very much so. And the five little lights come on. I think... Um, well, there's obviously spoilers. It's Wednesday. Come on. But yeah, Verstappen no one's watching this that didn't watch yeah. the Grand Prix. But Mercedes had apparently had a plan. Um, the for master Bottas, plan. For Bottas to pull across Hamilton and give him slipstream. And that immediately went wrong because Bottas messed his start up. Um, Why was that only, ever the plan anyway? Only minimally, obviously, because the idea was on the clean side of the grid, he'll get a better launch. Therefore, we'll be ahead of Hamilton to drag him along the first straight. Bottas didn't get a better launch, um, so they were side by side. Obviously, the front two, which allowed Verstappen to get the uh, quite a small slipstream, and then Bottas should not have moved to the middle of the track, which is what he did, um, and that allowed Verstappen to take the outside line, which was the cleanest line. Broke so much later; it's pretty incredible. It how, was insane how much confidence he had in the brakes. Um, like I, I, thought, I thought, I thought watching was that well, he well, was going off. Yeah. yeah, he was just going to do the Alonso strat. But fair play to him. Yeah, but it slowed down took the lead into turn one i had a moment of excitement when i thought hamilton was the one that got hit um and yeah bottas immediately spun around by ricardo and he's last so he's messed up everything inside one quarter for mercedes yeah <laughs> so it went from a one two to a second and last so yeah not great exactly. not great from bottas after after qualifying and this is what i couldn't understand like Genuinely, the last time we were here at Mexico, you got two slower cars in front of a faster car. Ferrari, you, we never use them as examples of a team that nailed something. <laughs> they nailed the strategy in 2019. It was far too aggressive from Seb, but it got the job done off the start. You, If you've got a 1-2 at Mexico, surely your only plan is you box in the car behind. Yeah. You just don't you, give them anywhere to go. Place and yeah, you're fine. Because even if you get Perez down the inside, he's not going to be able to do anything in towards that first corner. It's such a narrow line, yeah. If you've got two cars staying side by side, blocking most of the left-hand side of the track, the only option for a car trying to overtake would be to go stupidly narrow and have to break early, which in which case you're probably okay. Exactly. It just, again, we've said it so many times this year from Bottas. I think, I don't know if you saw it, Jerry, I put in our group, it's like he just started karting like at age 19. He yeah. never sort of learned that racing, like spatial awareness. Like I think the worst example still this year Baku. is Baku, where he lost like <laughs> six true. places because every single corner he was in the worst possible place he could be. Had to break early and cars were just streaming past him. It was and so bad. And this is the problem as well with Bottas. And I know we've spoke about this before. No one is worried about sending it on him. No one. No, Bottas tax is so widely known, and. Also, he just refuses to overtake anyone. Yeah. So after Ricardo took him out, um, which didn't get a penalty, which is a bit strange in my opinion. Um, I can understand why they didn't penalise him. To be honest, if Bottas hadn't them in there, I think he would have wallowed Perez out of it. Yeah. He was going um, that late on the brakes and that bad an angle. But then after Perez, after Bottas, sorry, was last behind Ricardo, who also had to pit with the front wing. He was stuck behind Ricardo for about forty laps. I don't think like, he ever pulled off a move, did he? No. He overtook once he pitted for the second time. He overtook some of the slower cars, yeah. but he never 
over to Ricardo all race. And it's like the McLaren was not a particularly quick car this weekend. No, no, exactly. And this was just the, this is the what again has been so frustrating watching Bottas this year mm. because now he's clearly got pace in the car. He just doesn't know yeah, how to use it. It's just it just doesn't make sense at the end of the day. Like again, we race online and all this, that, and the other, and it's not the same as real life Formula One. We completely appreciate that, but there are certainly parts that can carry over characteristics and things like that that you can pick up from the game and sort of try and transfer to real life with some flexibility to it and how Bottas can do a qualifying lap like that and then just have no confidence no spatial awareness (laughs) no just adaptability is just beyond belief give him a car on low fuel with the best tyres he's pretty good yeah, and then any time you've got to do something any different or slightly difficult, it's just like, no, nah, I'm not doing this. He just it's has just no so instinct, weird. and it's so frustrating, isn't it? Time and time again. Yeah, because you just can't rely on it. Because in terms of quality pace to Hamilton, obviously he's slightly worse than Rosberg, but not by a lot. He's one of the when you consider Hamilton, he's the greatest qualifier yeah. of all time. Bottas, Bottas is isn't that bad. <laughs> a machine over one lap when he's getting it yeah. hooked up but again when it gets when it, when it gets wet or when he's pressure. on heavy fuel <laughs> any pressure he just can't deliver yeah it's it'd be annoying being a boss fan yeah but the only all six of them are probably very upset with us right now um <laughs> but yeah talking about the ricardo the fact that he could have if he'd nailed it gone from seventh to second arguably first by turn one is kind of insane yeah, I mean, he definitely would have ended up in a crash if he went for the lead. But no, but I mean, if Mercedes had properly boxed in Verstappen, oh yeah, Ricardo had yeah, that momentum. Run. Yeah, do you remember? Not remember twenty sixteen, I think it was. Hulkenberg started seventh and was third by the exit of turn three. Yeah, it's nuts, isn't it? <laughs> just because of yeah, if the front two rows are messing around boxing each other in, the people on the third and fourth rows can just get the insanest slipstream. But yeah, so I mean. Obviously, we then had the safety car. Max just romps away after that. We kind of all knew that would happen. I was worried on the restart that Hamilton was going to get a good run. So was I. nailed it. But again, it's very easy to nail. The problem is with Mexico is just the stadium section, unfortunately. Mm. Looks great. But if it was... Great atmosphere. If it was... I'm I'm trying to think the best way to sort of visualise it. It's the 90 left. Like, um... Even a bit, bit, bit boring, but like, w- just don't box them in, like, don't slow them down so much. What you want really is the first chicane at Russia in there. So the right hander at Russia is the right hander into the stadium, and then a quick flick back left, don't you? Through like the middle. Back left. It'd be really quick through there as well. Yeah. Like, that would just make it so much Or even so just make the, the end of the DRS zone before the stadium section, make that into more of a sharp hairpin so people can send it. But it's not like big enough straight to be able to do anything. No, it's not really. Exactly. <laughs> and it's obviously, just... the middle sector, they've been stringed out by like a second anyway because the cars yeah. are terrible. Like, so... <laughs> I do genuinely wonder what, like, Mexico seems to be the track that is screwed because it's too high up that people can't overtake. We have so many issues as to why cars mm. can't overtake in Formula One. But you look Mexico at that track and think that could be a brilliant yeah. circuit at sea level. Yeah, if they could follow through the middle sector because it's basically. Most of them are quite flat out now, compared yeah. to like seven years ago or so. Yeah. Like, was well, six years ago? It wasn't on the tra- it wasn't on the calendar seven years ago? But it would be 
a good track if the cars could follow through that middle sector. And it's, it's obviously the, the best track to win an online race at, which I've achieved and you haven't. So <laughs> Have I not still? I've probably well, I, beat, I beat you in season twelve. I know so. you beat me in season twelve. <laughs> David, we're talking like five years ago, man. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's just very odd, isn't it? Like it, it, now we've gone down that rabbit hole, I really do wonder what Mexico will be like at sea level. Do it on a, um, a PC modded game, whatever. A set of course well, or something. F one twenty twenty one. I mean, yeah. overtakes are easier on the really, game anyway, but it there's really no take sort into of, account. It doesn't at all. Does it? No, exactly. Exactly. But, yes, yeah, so, I mean, the next few laps, though, uh, we slowly watched Giovinazzi go backwards after a world leader start. Of course, uh, going back to lap one, Sonoda and Ocon obviously got taken out. Mick Schumacher got sandwiched, didn't he? Uh, no, Ocon, Ocon got sandwiched, sandwiched sorry. Yeah. yeah. Mick Schumacher and uh, Sonoda both. But we don't really care. <laughs> no, it was, it was all... Well, I was a bit sad for Sonoda after everything that happened Saturday. Oh, yeah, but... it would have been nice to come back and do really well. But Yeah, yeah. Well. Um, <laughs> Stroll then almost murders Lando Norris. Trying to, I don't even know what Stroll oh, was doing. Oh yeah, when he went on turn four, that was very strange. Yeah, and then straight after that, Ricardo goes for the worst overtake we've seen since Ricardo <laughs> last tried to overtake Bottas, <laughs> and just completely ram Stroll off the road. Uh, but to be honest, after that, really Nothing not a happened. lot else happened. We saw Hamilton. Kimi made his way into. Uh, Russell fell back from like. I Russell think fell ninth. back, but that was to be expected because Williams yeah. have just gone backwards again, Williams as we kind of knew they now. would. Um, I think Alpha might beat them still. No. I mean, why not? Alpha, Kimmy's been doing well recently. What, overall? Yeah, in the championship. You honestly believe Alpha it's like Romeo? 10 points. It's not 10 points. Um, let me let me get the points up quickly. There's no way is it 10 points, otherwise, I might be with you there. Uh, it is 12 points. I don't believe they can call Last back. time. In Brazil, Alpha scored 22 points. It could happen. And I remember mid-season summer break, before Williams got a lucky podium, I, w- I said that Alpha would beat Williams. And they're we going all to. thought Alpha should beat Williams. They should yeah. have beat Williams. It's, it's, Alpha and, and Alpha been could still recently. be right there. They've beaten Aston Martin and, and they've been close to Alpine recently as well. Well, this is what I wanted to talk about as well quickly. We've sort of said about um, Alpha Tauri doing really well looking now like they should be comfortably fifth fastest really Alfa Romeo should be battling Aston and Alpine most weeks um, and I think they are in the race yeah exactly place, exactly they're not really a back they got through anymore. to Q2 yeah they got through both cars to Q2 last week yeah. Raikkonen was 12 I think yeah and they've had a good car a lot of races this year yeah this is the what I think a lot of people forget. Is insane. They've had a lot of 11th places. They've thrown away a lot of points as well. Really, they should be tied with Williams already and looking just to finish it out, getting more points. Because so, how many races have they been this season? 18? 18. They've had seven 11th places. Yeah. They, so threw, away the points. <laughs> they threw away points at Turkey. Yeah. They threw away points at Monza. Giovinazzi probably could have scored. His pace Giovinazzi was good. Giovinazzi could have scored in Zandvoort, Zandvoort as well. As well. They've had a quick enough car on a lot of occasions this year, but so they've just they've thrown it away. Spun by Perez as well. Yeah, they've yeah, they've they've had the eighth fastest crazy car races, this year. Where where Williams have like stuff like Hungary. Yeah. Where they sh- they bottled it with Kimi releasing him to Mazepin as well. He should have got yeah. at least like even ahead of the Williams there, and they got seventh eighth. So. Alfa Romeo have had a car most weeks. The, at least eighth. <laughs> at least eighth, but has been close enough where it's plausible that they should be able to beat Aston and Alpine. 
really, when yeah. I look at the point standings, they should probably be on what, like thirty odd, I reckon. Yeah. And there are eleven for context. Yeah. Like twelve behind Williams and twenty three. They're closer to Haas than they are to Williams. With the amount of points they have. Yeah, but they deserve it. Yeah, they've been a well, especially that little period where Russell kept getting points. They've been very good in that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's just <clears throat> very, very odd, isn't it? Problem, but yeah, but it's, they've got they've got a chance of being being Williams, I would say. Yes, yeah, no, I think I, it's not out of the possibility because they've obviously brought a couple of upgrades more recently. Kimi's had two eighth places in the last four races. Yeah, he's so, doing good doing still. Well, doing good. Um, but yeah, so we see Hamilton pit lap thirty immediately comes out and gets stuck behind Charles Leclerc before Charles Leclerc pits the end of the lap. Uh, Max then pits lap 34. At that point, Red Bull already know it's they've got it in the bag. Yeah. It's nothing to worry about. Perez then pits lap 40. And really, this was the only thing that kept the Grand Prix interesting throughout the second half, wasn't mm. it? Perez closing down Hamilton. Really Every... fast. It was quite fast. Like Some laps in clear air, it was like 1.2, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Which is crazy pace differential. But then when he got back to the back of it, obviously, dirty air happens. He had a bit of a go with like 10 laps to go to the end. Yeah. Got very close and then had to back off and save the battery I'd imagine and yes, the tyres yeah. and temps and everything and then had another go right at the end we've seen it quite a few times where they ha- have one like pri- like attack a bit further earlier on and then wait until everything's fully charged again and then go for it on the very last lap but yeah. he went for a, a fake send into turn 4 which would have been ridiculous if he tried it yeah but, <laughs> but that's just you, you try yeah. it don't you you always would in yeah. that situation uh, Bottas then had a bit of a nightmare. I want to raise something on the Perez Hamilton thing as well. So, obviously, when Hamilton pit, it was like Perez was only one point, one point two or something behind him. Yeah. Hamilton then gets stuck behind Leclerc through the middle sector. Do you think if Perez had pit the very next lap, he would have overcut? No. Because surely he was going faster than Leclerc. Not I by really much, they, though. They should have just pit him. Obviously, it kind of screws you if it doesn't get out of Hamilton. Yeah. The thing was, Red Bull knew how good their pace was. Perez is obviously incredibly good on the tyres as well. Mm. The whole thing was, what's the point in risking coming out right behind him and being stuck stuck behind behind him rather than having a car that could be a second a lap faster later on? Though in hindsight, obviously, strategy is easy in hindsight, but had they picked the lap after and done like a perfect stop, they could have been out ahead of him. I'm not convinced they would have been. It would have been close. Yeah. But I think the gap had opened up slightly by the time they pit, didn't they? Mm. But, yeah. So, Bottas then obviously trying to go for fastest lap. First of all, Max absolutely so destroys stupid. him. Um, <laughs> and just slows down. Which everyone is like, he's such a champion. I'm thinking, I've league raced more than two minutes. I do that. obvious thing to do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, if Red Bull would have just told him, back off. Um, and then he obviously was right behind Bottas, so he gets blue flags and can't do an attempt. Yeah. Yep. And then they did the old qualifying tactic where you hold him in the box on the second attempt for fastest lap. Yeah, well, the, what they did there was they got George Russell to tow him into turn yeah. one. Which, which I gave thought him was like quite funny. at least six tenths or so, which nearly beat Verstappen by seven or eight tenths yeah. on much softer tyres. Yeah. So. Um, it would have been yeah. so funny if they tried twice and didn't get it, but unfortunately they did. <laughs> yes, yeah, they did get it second time round, didn't they? But. Yeah, so Max Verstappen then rather unsurprisingly came through for the win. I think I got the top three right. You did, but it was very predictable. It was very <laughs> predictable, but I, I, it's one of the only times we've got the top three right this year. So I'm pretty happy with that. Obviously, Perez came through P3. Gasly had another a quiet day, but a brilliant P4. Very good day. 
beat the Ferraris by 10 seconds or so at the end. He was comfortable, but well, he was a lap yeah. ahead of Sainz at the end. Well. Because only really. f- five cars finished on the lead lap, which is yeah. kind of alarming. Well, it's a short lap in it, and the Red Bull was very, very good. Yeah, yeah. There's no, only four cars as Antwort, so. Yes, yeah, that's also true. That's also true. Um, but yeah, well, I mean, we, we got to see as well Sergio Perez's dad, the world's happiest man. <laughs> yeah. I remember back in the day, Felipe Massa's dad always used to be buzzing about anything. So, <laughs> something about something about South American, no, you, Mexico's North America. You're, you're being something sarcastic, about, aren't you? What? Do you remember that time when it just cut to a deadpan after it got overtaken? It was every time. <laughs> yeah. It, I don't know why. It, like, it always just cut you to really Massa's did get dad. This, yeah, like, Felipe's dad was just there, like... <laughs> I am dead inside. Exactly. Like, you just don't... Like, it just didn't make sense, did it? Like he's, you got your son there driving a Ferrari. You get VIP every week. You travel around the world because you're living your dream through your kid, and you can't fair, they, even they always slap cut on a to smile. Him. They always cut to him just after Massa got overtaken. So yeah, because towards the end, Massa was only getting overtaken. Yeah, the only really time much. he showed any emotion was when Massa didn't win the title, yeah. and even then he still was just getting harassed by Ferrari mechanics. He didn't seem particularly ecstatic himself. <laughs> Did he headbutt that wall or did he punch it? No, it was the, the primary mechanic headbutted the wall. I always thought he punched it. Nah. He knocked the Scudia Ferrari sign off it. I know he did that. Yeah, it's an <laughs> iconic scene. Um, but Nicole yeah. Scherzinger is just going mental. Exactly, exactly. Um, good times, good times. And it worries me, Jamie, that was 13 years ago. Yeah, I remember that happening. That is like, wow. one of my earliest proper memories of Formula <laughs> 1. And it worries me. Like it's it's things I think about. I was I can't remember where I was. I think I was in bed a couple of nights ago, and I suddenly thought like, people won't remember a time where like McLaren were battling for race wins. I mean, hopefully soon they will again. Monza twenty twenty one. That wasn't long ago. Yeah, that's also Russia twenty twenty one. But it's just all those little things. Like seven yeah. drivers win races in a row. Like a lot like of them. Um, a lot of the new fans that I speak to at uni um, are just completely unaware that Williams used to be good. It's yeah. Like... Kimi Raikkonen was a machine back in the day. Yeah. I, I'm sure you've had the same video show up on your mm. recommended this week of him pulling out a huge lead at Monaco. And then his engine blew up. Do you remember... Wrong season, I think. Oh, sorry, the wrong one. Was uh, it? There was, there was oh, a don't video. tell me you really did. I didn't watch the end of it. <laughs> this is really off topic. There was... Do you remember the F1000 uh, at China last year? Kimi did no, win. 20, no, did he? Two, two yeah, Kimi won Monaco, sorry. Where they were showing the drivers like iconic F1 moments. Yeah, and Kimi took on Imola. One of them was Imola yeah. 06 about this huge Schumacher versus Alonso battle and how amazing it was. And Kimi was like, oh, I was on pole that day and uh, and my engine blew up. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just so wholesome from Kimi, wasn't it? Yeah. And Giovinazzi was like, what, seriously? <laughs> yeah, because Kimi was pulling away from both of them. Kimi yeah. didn't win a race, but he was leading most of them, it felt like. Did, did he not win a race in 06? No, McLaren didn't win a race in 06 at all. Really? Yeah. No, that was something I didn't know. It was just Schumacher, Alonso, Fisichella, Massa and Button. Wow, that has <laughs> surprised me, I'll be honest. Um, but yeah, anyway, back to reality then. Uh, this all stemmed <laughs> from me talking about Checo's dad being yeah. happy. Uh, obviously, we've already discussed about Guan Yu Zhou trial for a male. Kevin Magnuson has come in the Kevin news Magnuson? this week. What's he done? Did you not hear this? I haven't seen this. Have you not seen this? 
I don't think so. So K Mag confirmed this week he was offered a Williams seat for 2021. For this? So he was at Haas, yeah. yeah. I wonder who for. George. What was George going to do? Well, this is what no one knows. This, and now I've kind of. Maybe it was like a backup plan if they did end up getting. This is sort of what I've wondered because the way Magnuson worded it was they were planning on getting rid of George. Obviously, they needed Latifi for the money. They were planning on getting rid of George, and he was Magnuson was going to have his seat. Now, the only things I could come up with for this to make sense was either. George was going to get put in Aston Martin if Seb didn't want to go there. That was sorted pretty early, though. That was sorted. Stroll wanted it to happen pretty early. It wasn't confirmed. It was confirmed at Mugello. It was confirmed at Mugello, yeah. Yeah. Which had a Ferrari, didn't it? Which was pretty late on in the year. Yeah, it was August, September time, wasn't it? Because obviously we had all this stuff about Toto and uh, Lawrence Stroll doing their insider training, didn't we? At Silverstone, yeah. (laughs) So I wonder if there were talks there. I wonder why they would have gone Magnussen, though. Or... I mean, obviously, I'd have picked Hulkenberg, obviously. But yeah. That's just me. <laughs> or, on the other hand, I wonder how legitimate that claim is from K-Mag. I'm going to yeah, be real. K-Mag's... He could be becoming one of those drivers like Jack Villeneuve or Nico Rosberg who just chat a lot of rubbish to stay relevant. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love the fact you've put Rosberg in that group. <laughs> yeah. Like, it just seemed very strange. Worryingly believable from Williams, but... Or again, I mean, there was a lot the of last... talk actually of Russell losing his seat in mid-season. Like, yeah, I did a banging tweet about that as well. That's how I remember. <laughs> well, this was still what I was wondering early on, or oh, the end of last year, of course, because where Hamilton didn't get signed officially till what was it? Yeah, January at the, the end, wasn't it? Wasn't yeah, it, it was yeah. January. Um, whether they were deciding whether obviously if Hamilton would go, they put George in with Bottas, or if Hamilton wouldn't go, Bottas would be out the door by the end of the year, which of course yeah. is what's happened now. But yeah, but just they were very, always very saying strange. they had to get a soft landing for Bottas, which would have been somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, very, very strange from K-Mag. I'm surprised you yeah. didn't see that this week, I'll be honest. No, I was a bit busy at the weekend, so I was mm. away for the... That might have been why. Yeah. But last but not least, then, we spoke about Formula 2 having two more races to go. Will it have two more races to go? Saudi I Arabia. I haven't seen a lot about the... Uh... Saudi. Well, there's not a lot to see still at the moment. Yeah. This is the problem. It's not ready. It's four weeks away. I'd imagine one of these things that it will be fine. I think it's going to be like the first Korean Grand Prix, if you remember yeah, that. They were painting the lines on Friday morning. Painting the lines Friday morning. It's literally concrete blocks around the track and nothing else there. Yeah. But I can't see... I know someone tweeted out today and this gave me like immense pain. We leave Qatar. Verstappen's got a 27-point lead over Hamilton. Oh, that, yeah, I was thinking about this. Saudi gets cancelled. If he gets so cancelled, he just done. wins the title. Yeah, that would be so how bad. Dead That's kind of why I think they will go ahead with it regardless what state it's in. Just Either because they're building, they they building up for so long, this title fight. And it would be such a damp squib if it just was decided by a race getting cancelled. That would be so bad. It would be horrendous, wouldn't it? But then if Verstappen does win Brazil... We've got three races left, and it's a race win gap. So he can finish second. Three yeah, races he's in a row. he's what I like to call in complete control of his own destiny. He's yeah. in Rosberg territory. Yes. Yeah. So, right. I'm I'm fairly confident, but I, I didn't say that out loud. Oh, see, I really don't know. I 
it, the thing is, Brazil's not a great track for Hamilton either. He's always no, it's said it's a bogey track for him. It took him till 2016 to win a race there. It's a very Verstappen track as well. It's a Verstappen track. It's a Red Bull track. Quite high altitude. Nowhere near as high as Mexico. Nothing like Mexico, but Austria is the only other track at comparable. And Max dominated both of those. Yeah. I Gasly got a 1-2 there last time. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know why that's relevant. That's also (laughs) true, I suppose. Um, Yeah, now you've said that to me, I'm really worried. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) Do you see... After the the in lap, when Hamilton pulled up in the second spot, he looked so dejected. Yeah. And it was almost like how he looked after Malaysia sixteen. Yeah. Where like he almost knows. Obviously, he's going to put a, a confident look out to the media and everything. Yeah. But he sort of knows in himself that it's it's unlikely. Hamilton is. I think a lot of people don't like to admit this because they like to moan about him a lot. I'd argue Hamilton is probably one of the cleverest in terms of realistic oh, yeah. drivers in the sport. But yeah. and that's why back in eighteen, yeah. when his what well, he had that problem in Germany qualifying, yeah, he tried he to push so the car down after that, yeah, because he like at that point in the season, I believed it. I think most people did that. Ferrari had the faster car. Ferrari did have Here's the faster car. Here's another race yeah. where he's going to be difficult to score points or difficult to score decent points. Because Seb was Bell quite far ahead won. of him at that point, wasn't he? Well, not quite yeah. far, but he had a if he didn't, that was cushion. like a, what a twenty, well, like a fifty-point swing almost was it really, wasn't it? In Hamilton's going to finish yeah. like third, fourth, and Seb was going to win. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Hamilton, his body language was quite negative, which is completely understandable because it's a very annoying place to be in after a full year of racing, quite near the end of his career. I think the, and, the thing is though, yeah. like, there's still the part of me that believes Hamilton needs. Hamilton has to have that comeback year where he comes from behind. Yeah, because he's not really won a He's t- never t- had a title like yet. that. Yeah, and he's bottled a few as well, to be fair to him. Well... 07, he was leading quite comfortably. Obviously, his rookie year and stuff. I'm... Still... 07 still doesn't sit right with me. And, <laughs> I, and the thing is, what everyone remembers as well is China... No one remembers Brazil where the gearbox seized up on him and then just didn't again. It's payback for Spygate. That. <laughs> it's always been the talk, hasn't it? The McLaren did it so they. But imagine get that in today's money, where like today's points, Raikkonen was seventeen points back with twenty left to play for. That's yeah. like winning a 42. title from forty points back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. It's insane. Again, I don't want to get into sort of like the conspiracy theories with all that, but it, that gearbox was odd, to say the least. But then it wouldn't have mattered had he not bottled it at China. Again, the team should have brought him in earlier. Still, don't drive into the gravel, Travis. That's what else can he do in that? You've seen those tyres. down more. <laughs> You've seen those tyres, though, Jamie. <laughs> or box before it gets that bad. Yeah, there's plenty of options. Yeah. But it's... anyway, and then he obviously 16, he could have won if he hadn't botched every start known to man. Or he hadn't um, had the engine failure. But you can blame or, the engine failure, like you can blame the gearbox, but he still didn't perform very well that year. <laughs> it was not a good year for him, and that's the thing as well. Or, had we're not going to put blame either way here, Spain had... Had he not taken out Rosberg? Had Rosberg not taken him <laughs> out, if he'd won that Grand Prix, he would have won the world title as well. Well, you could say ifs and buts, because Rosberg would have played the last four races differently had he not had to finish second every week. So... <laughs> Rosberg didn't have it in him towards the end of the year. Don't you forget that. No, but by the time he won Japan, he was 35 points clear. It's like, that's it. I'm just going to finish second now. 
Yeah. If he but if he, he had to still fight, he would have still fought. He wouldn't I have believe. had it in him. He wouldn't have had it in him. Um, nah, we represent Rosberg here. But yeah, it's <laughs> Hamilton just needs that one like from behind here, doesn't he? Yeah. And I think it would it would complete Max's story arc as well when he does eventually win world championships. Of you're just all here for the for the drama. I'm, I'm here. I'm here for the here, here for the Marvel for the, series. The Verstappen yeah. documentary in 2040. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it's just that optim that hope from me that the the thing is what I think is for me is the fact that I completely know Verstappen is going to get plenty more chances at World Championships. Yeah. If Mercedes we don't know if Hamilton will get another. If one. Mercedes don't deliver next year. Even if they do, Russell could be a genuine challenge. I'm not convinced he would be straight away. People have said that about Hamilton Alonso. Yeah, and this is why I'm not convinced George would be with Hamilton. Because Mm. we know just how once of a generational talent Hamilton's been. Yeah. I just, obviously, if Mercedes can't give him a car that's capable of winning races next year. It will be capable of winning races. You'd hope. Compared to Red Bull, yeah. You, you look at Red Bull in 2014, no one expected them to take nearly 10 years to be able to fight for world championships again. Yeah. It, it can happen to anyone. It can happen, yeah. And well, we'll even look at Ferrari. It's been, what, 14? So. <laughs> but Ferrari have had a couple there where they could have won. Yeah, they've had, and they've arguably had a couple. Should have. Have Red Bull haven't really had a year where the car's competitive enough. Even as a Mercedes fan, yeah. I can well not even not even necessarily Mercedes like fan, fan a Hamilton someone fan. With, someone with knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> like Red Bull have not had a championship capable car until this yeah. year. And to be fair to Red Bull, if they do win this championship and the constructors do the double, you look at the last decade and a bit, every bar maybe oh nine, every time they've had a car capable of winning a championship, they've won the championship. Yeah. A couple of them they've been very lucky. Twenty twelve they shouldn't have won the drivers really. Yeah, Alonso deserved that one. Yeah, and arguably, 20, 20, uh, 2010, they should have dominated that. A yeah, lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> like to go on about Seb's fairy tale only led after the final race. Red Bull had an OP car that year. They did. That should have been wrapped up with two, three races to go. Poles. Seb <laughs> and Mark were arguably the two worst drivers that year of the four that battled for the title. The fact yeah, Hamilton and Alonso were able to stay there. Hamilton and Alonso were quality that year. Yeah. It was ridiculous, and I think again that a lot of people like to forget about that. But but anyway, what are we talking about? I don't Brazil, <laughs> Brazil. Yes. Top three predictions then, Jamie. Max. <laughs> Surprisingly. You saying it? Are you? You saying it? <laughs> uh, Lewis. Right. And Perez on a good run. I'll go with Perez. Boring as. But okay. Yeah. Okay. Perez have got three podiums in a row. Make it four. Fair enough. I I've got it. I've got to go the other way. You you know I have to. <laughs> I'm sorry. I actually no no Jamie. Who's gonna win? What then? we forgot quickly. Silverstone, if you remember, crash between Lewis and Max. I I do remember. Funny that I was yeah. there. You were yes. So unfortunately, I do remember what you're talking about. Yes. Silverstone, a crash between Lewis and Max. Italy. A crash between Lewis and oh, Max. Oh, yeah, the sprint race. Sprint race. <laughs> Surely Max is sensible enough to not call, not be in a crash again. Really? I thought that at Monza. Unless they're going to take them both out. That's probably a good point. Good thing at this point. 
but if he's at risk of DNFing, because that's the last thing he needs. If it's a normal end to the season, he will win the title. I'm going to say it, so, Jamie. I'm going to say it. Top three. Claire wins. Nope. Yeah, Hamilton, Perez. <laughs> Perez, Bottas, top three. Wow, you're really wishing this into I am <laughs> praying beyond belief. <laughs> I think I we're going to see... I think we're going to see drama this weekend. I see fireworks. It'd be really cool if they both crash in a sprint race. That would make it amazing. No. That would be so fun. Do you not think if they both started from the back? Uh, now you've said it, potentially. But I want. I think, I think fireworks this weekend. I can see them down into turn one. <laughs> neither backing out. Neither, <laughs> like, neither winning to back out. Because the thing is, what Leclerc we've got to remember is... Hamilton has got nothing to lose at this point. He knows that. Well. Well. But he kind of has to win. Because if he DNFs at this point, it's sort of over. But he hasn't got a car quick enough. You'd say Brazil should be a max track, a Red Bull track. Mercedes think the next three are their tracks, though, after Brazil. But they should be after Brazil, but that's irrelevant if Red Bull's a max track. I mean, it's not relevant, because if they get a 1-2, it's still in there. Yeah, but you can't rely on Bottas to do that. Max no. will send it on in turn one, lap <laughs> yeah. one. It's just pointless. I don't know. I'm feeling very happy and confident after that race, but and this we'll is, see. has a long way to go. Hamilton has got exactly nothing to lose by... Because you, you'd hope now, especially after Monza, Max will have had a sit-down and thought, you know what? be a bit more calculated maybe yeah i've got to they're be saying a bit that monster still worked out in his favor really <laughs> yeah arguably because he, he was gonna lose points to hamilton he came out not losing points to hamilton so yeah it, from that sense it worked out for him it just needs to make sure they're both out but the thing is again hamilton had a car advantage that weekend yeah. max should have a car advantage this weekend yeah yeah I'd unless so. we see bottas and max collide Oh, imagine. I would fume so bad. It depends how they do it, doesn't it? Well, if it's like Hungary again, I would be fuming. Yeah, that won't be good. I, I can just see Bottas down the inside. Toto's literally told him, if you don't stay ahead of him, turn one, lap one. Russell's in you're at the door. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever track's next. I don't even Bottas know. locks up. He goes for a Montoya <laughs> special, but butchers it because he's Bottas. That that overtake that everyone goes on about on Schumacher, by the way, is it's such a terrible overtake. It's horrendous. It's so bad. <laughs> Everyone loves it because it's young Juan Pablo Montoya. To be fair, it's very break. audacious and confident, but it's just not a good overtake. It's an awful over. It's a league yeah. racing overtake, isn't it? Yeah. It's horrendous. But yeah, so you're going Max Hamilton Perez. I'm going Hamilton Perez Bottas. I'm predicting fireworks. <laughs> I think Leclerc could be a shout for podium this weekend. I was going to put Leclerc there. If I was a betting man. Yeah, I don't think. I think McLaren are good round here as well. Science got a podium from last. Exactly. Last time they raced there. Exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll wait and see. But Who's winning the sprint? Oh. Three points. Three points closer to the title. Who wins the sprint? I don't know. Hamilton. I reckon Bottas will <laughs> get egged. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm living on a prayer, man. Honestly. <laughs> I'm living on a hope and a prayer at this time, stage of the year. But... Anything else to add before we round out then, Jamie? Somehow we've managed to stretch 50 minutes of the Mexican this Grand Prix. This has been a good podcast. I don't know if anyone's still listening. Uh, Guan Yu Zhou is going to beat Valtteri Bottas next season. You heard it here first. He's just not. I hope He's not. Bottas <laughs> better engaged like 14.0 mode or yeah. something, man. Honestly. 
I, I'm very happy. I think a I lot need, of people... I'm, I'm yeah. next week going to wear some Alfa Romeo merch. I, uh, I think if Bottas can work out how to overtake cars, people are going to realise... Because, again, we sort of saw this between 14 and 16, didn't we, at Williams? At Williams, yeah. He was a good driver. He was very consistent. He was always finishing, like, top six. I think... Didn't he have the record for, like, the most podiums in a season for a team that didn't finish, like, one and two in the championship or something? Or for, like, a driver that finished lower than fifth? Or something odd like that that I so read somewhere. got an awful lot of podiums, but then they were third in the championship that year. Yeah, it was, I can't remember what the stat was exactly. That's a very col- it was It was stat, something right? along the lines of, yeah, you got like the most podiums for a team or for a driver that finished below a certain position, I want to yeah. say. But yeah, I might have it actually on my um, facts document. Let me, oh. let me see. I probably don't know I've said that. Yeah, you've bigged up this stat for no reason. I have now, haven't I? Um, do I have it here? No, no, I don't. I'm, I'm afraid. Well, that's an un- that unfortunate was... end to the podcast. Yes, but thank you all so much for watching nonetheless. Uh, we'll be by Callum Eilert next week. Yep, Callum Eilert will be replacing <laughs> Jamie for next week as my new best friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll be back next week ready to, of course, review the Brazilian Grand Prix. Let us know your thoughts and feelings as we head into Interlagos, as well as obviously your thoughts and feelings from uh, Mexico. But thank you all so much for watching, and we'll see you all next time for Podcast 29, Jamie. Would you believe it?